welcome back to How Do You Really Feel? I'm Annabelle, the host of this podcast. Welcome to episode 11. So in today's episode, I kind of wanted to just recap my past week. And it's been something that I've been contemplating on even addressing or talking about. It's super duper 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 personal. But I, it's, it's... uh, It's very personal and it's super hard for me to be this vulnerable in my life. But I think that this is the first step of, in a sense, kind of, it's a situation that I've avoided for a really long time. And I've avoided it for the simple fact that it's not something I'm proud of and also not something that I think is, it's it's just very personal. So I don't think it's anybody's business. But I also think that signing up for this podcast, I vouch to be as open as I possibly can about my life because I think that there's so many people who struggle with some of the same things that I have struggled with and uh, not necessarily the exact same thing, but probably similar. And I just feel if I can be that one person to, you know, talk about my life in an open setting for somebody else who might be too scared to or might not be there yet as to be as open, then I will definitely take that leap for y'all. So as I mentioned before, this episode is super, it's going to be super personal, but it's been something that has been heavy on my mind and heart for, I mean, since it happened, but also more recently, it's kind of come up to the surface. And it's not something I ever wanted to really talk about or address because I never knew when I would be ready to do so. Uh, But these past couple of weeks, I want to say more recently, like this past month or so, I've gotten details that somebody is speaking for me in regards to this and this particular situation in my life and it kind of affected me and I didn't start to realize how much it did affect me until last week so I was in a funk let me give you a little backstory so I was in a funk all week last week and I couldn't figure out why and I was kind of pushing it to the back burner and the reason for it being was that I just didn't want to address my emotions I was so busy last week with so many different things that I was doing that I didn't even want to give my sadness any kind of attention. And I was driving in the car with one of my friends and we were talking about, I don't even know what something else. And I just kind of just straight up told her like, you know, I haven't been okay. Like this past week, I feel like I've been really sad, but I haven't been giving that sadness the attention. Like I haven't really acknowledged it, which is not me. I acknowledge every emotion. If I'm mad, sad, angry, happy, ecstatic, like whatever I am, I always acknowledge my emotions. But for this particular thing, like I just didn't want to acknowledge it and I couldn't figure out why. And she asked me, she's like, are you scared that if you do acknowledge these emotions, you'll feel the way you did at one point? in your life. And I'll go ahead and talk about that one point in my life in just a little, but it hit me and I started to cry when she said that. And it hit me because it made so much sense. Like I realized that, yeah, I never want to be at that low place in my life ever again. So for me, it's easier to just avoid it now than, or it's easier now for me to just avoid it than it is to acknowledge it. And I just realized like, sometimes it's okay to not be okay. Like no matter how far you've come along in your life through 
through trauma or through any situation that you've gone through, no matter how far you've come along, like you're going to have days that you're not okay. And that is 120% okay. You don't always have to be 100%. And I feel like sometimes I'm so hard on myself and I always want to be good. Like I never want to be sad. I never want to be mad. Like I always want to be the happy, positive person. And sometimes it's okay to break. It's okay to not always be that person. So as I started reflecting on that conversation a little bit more and I started digging a little deeper into the meaning behind my sadness, I started to realize that I think ever since this situation that happened a couple of years back got brought to light again on not my behalf, on actually on my behalf without my permission or consent or anything, I didn't realize that it did affect me as much as, well, okay, let me rephrase that. So when when it happened, I was okay. Like I was upset about it, but I didn't think that it affected me as much as it actually did until I realized that subconsciously I was like super sad and super down and it was affecting my mood. And the reason for it being is that I felt like I was being held hostage in a sense. Like I felt like somebody speaking on that personal part of my life without my acknowledgement and not even that, but just lying about it. For me, it was kind of like it, it, it feels violating. It feels violating that somebody feels that strong to talk about your personal life without you even speaking on it. Like half the people didn't even know about that personal part of my life. Probably only five people know about that personal part of my life. And I just felt like it's something that I didn't want to stay quiet about because since it was already out there, I felt obligated to talk about it in a sense as I, one, I want to speak for myself. I have a voice for myself. And two, I started to really think deep about the situation if I even wanted to address it or not because like I said it's very personal but I think that I know so many people that struggle with the same exact thing and I just feel like this is this podcast is me it's my life the bad the ugly the good everything and this is something that I have grown from and I definitely do want to acknowledge so enough blabbering I want to get into the details so that's a bird outside by the way if you hear it in the background so about a couple well let me let me backtrack to my sophomore year of high school my sophomore year of high school I had I was at a new school I actually moved like mid freshman year and my sophomore year I started to deal with a lot of anxiety and depression and a lot and it was to the point where I was just unhappy like when you talk about a miserable unhappy person that was me I was just so sad all the time I slept all the time. Like, you will never see me awake. I rarely went to school. Like, I hated going to school. I just wanted to sleep all day long. I was super mean. Like, me and my mom had no relationship whatsoever, so I was, we were always fighting if we did even talk. Like, there was just, I was just in an ugly place in my life. And I think it was a lot of my childhood resentment that I struggled with. And then getting stripped from all my friends, I had to go to this new school because of, you know, my brother was just a troublemaker. So I had to pay the consequences and go to the school and I just felt like it was unfair. And the people at the school, you go from like a middle class school to, you know, a little rich kid school and the kids are snobby there. They're snobby and they're mean and they're bullies and it was just not a fun place to be. So I just... I don't know. I couldn't, I I didn't deal, I didn't know how to deal with my problems at the time. And I remember finally, like, I I just was struggling a lot. And that year specifically, I want to say my sophomore and junior year, I struggled a lot with inner demons. And 
I did try to talk to my parents about it at the time. And for them, it was, and and this is not to shame my parents whatsoever. I don't know what it's like to be a parent. So I don't know what I would do if I never went through that. And then, for example, my parents, like they never had to deal with what I was dealing with. So how do you feel for somebody else that you've never, you've never dealt with what they're, in a sense, complaining about or going through, right? So I remember I did try to seek therapy and they were like, no, you don't need to seek therapy. I don't know if it's a Mexican, like a Hispanic thing or something, but you know, they don't believe in like most of them. I'm not going to speak for everybody, but the majority don't believe in like the old school parents don't believe in depression or anxiety or none of that. You know, my parents are super religious, so they think pray to God, everything will be okay. And that's nothing wrong with it. But at the time, I feel like I resented that even more because I was wanting help. And at the time I had went to go see my school counselor. So I was a minor, obviously. And so without my parents permission and consent, they couldn't give me therapy. So fast forward, I just finally decided to deal with my own demons myself. My sophomore year, uh, my senior year, I finally convinced my parents to let me move back to the school that I grew up in and with all my friends that I grew up with. And I did, I was able to do that. And senior year was probably my best year ever. I had the greatest time of my life and I started to find happiness. I started to find myself. And then I graduated, went to college. Everything was cool. But the relationship with my parents was still kind of like eh, rocky. It wasn't so great. Then I got in a relationship that my mom wasn't too fond about. And I decided to choose my relationship over my mom in a sense. So I kind of stopped talking to my mom. I didn't really have a close relationship with her. At this time, I was already moved out. So I just was kind of, I feel like throughout the time that this was all going on, I started to be really dependent on my relationship. And I know I spoke about this in my episode about my past relationship or what I learned from my relationship or my heartbreak in a sense. And I became super dependent on this person because I started to find such happiness in this person. Like I said in my previous episode, this was my first love. This was my first everything. And I literally thought I was going to marry this guy. And I put all my happiness in one basket. And when we broke up, I took the heartbreak super duper hard. Not only because it was my first heartbreak, but because I depended on him in every aspect of my life emotionally. Not not in any of their aspect, but like in the aspect of being so emotionally attached, basically needing him. Like I felt like I needed him in my life. And without that, I just felt stripped. Like he was my happiness. Like there's so much drama that can be going on within my family. But as soon as I had him next to me, I was at peace. I was at ease. So being stripped away from that and then everything else that I was going through with the heartbreak, it took a really huge toll on me. And... (sighs) I decided to make some decisions that (laughs) Uh, I hate talking about it because I get so emotional, but I don't want this to be an emotional episode. I want it to be a learning experience for anybody that is going through something like this. So I decided to make a decision one night that I instantly regretted. And that was me wanting to take my life. And I wanted to make sure that that person knew that it wasn't because of them. It was the situation triggered it, but it was never because of a person. I never once said, you need to be with me or else I'm going to, you know, take my life. I never did that. I I had to deal with my own inner demons since I was a sophomore in high school. And it's something that I kept putting on the back burner, trying to 
pretending that I was fixing it on my own, but clearly I didn't. So the night that I made the decision, I did reach out to him because at the time he was somebody that I still confided in and I still cared about and trusted deeply. And I, nobody knew him and I had broken up. So I didn't want anybody to know because I knew that automatically people would think that I made the decision because of him or because of the situation. So I asked him if he can just please either call the ambulance because at the time he wasn't physically with me. So that's the reason why I reached out to him and nobody else. And um, I, I believe he ended up, I think he did end up calling my dad, who my dad first came and to the hospital. And long story short, I, that's when I really realized, like, I need to seek therapy. I need help. Like, I'm not okay. And I've always revolved it around my life in general. I've never revolved it around a specific breakup. And when I did seek therapy and all of these things that did go on, I did, I did start to feel better because obviously I was seeking professional treatment, but I still dealt with these demons that I had to continue to deal with. I ended up relapsing about a year later and let me tell you about the first experience in the hospital. So the first experience in the hospital, I telling them I was okay, like I would never do it again. They make you sign a paper stating that you'll never do it again and all these things. And I remember just realizing like, this is a low, low, like I never want to be this low again. Anyways, Fast forward, I still was doing therapy. I was still dealing with all these demons going on. And I ended up relapsing about a year later from the first incident. And this and this is why I say I want to emphasize that it has nothing to do with the relationship. The situation triggered it, but it's not just that. It's just it's a year's worth of piled up trauma that I have personally gone through. And I ended up so a year later, I, I'm i the one that personally checked myself in and I'm the one that asked if I can, I'm the one that realized I, I'm not okay. Like I'm not okay. I can't stay home today because I don't know if I will make a good decision or not. So I remember calling my cousin that morning asking her and mind you, I did not want my parents to know again. So I called my cousin and I asked her if she can please take me to check myself in because I can't do this. And finally I ended up calling my mom and I just basically told her like I'm not okay and I don't think that if I'm if I'm alone right now at this time I was obviously still moved out of my house. I've been moved out. So, um, out of my parents' house. So I remember telling my mom, like, I can't, I don't know if I'll make the right decision. I don't know if I'm okay. Like I need to, I need to seek help again. And I want to do it right this way. I don't want to just do a 72 hour hold. I want to do the entire treatment. And I ended up going for, I want to say five or six days to a hospital. So this is basically like a behavioral health care center in a sense. And you're with a group of people who are either there for the same reason or other reasons, but basically are seeking help and taking that step above. The good thing with me is if you check yourself, well, with my situation is if you check yourself in, you can get reevaluated whenever you want to check yourself out. But if you get put in there by, you know, 
law enforcement or the hospital or anything, then they have hold over you. So I went and I checked myself in and it was probably the best decision I have ever, ever, ever made in my life. That was the lowest point I have ever been in my life. And this is the first time. So when you're in those treatment centers, basically you don't have a phone, you don't have your own room, you don't have, you're literally, you can't go outside, you can't see outside. It's basically like jail in a sense, but you can't go outside, you can't look outside. I didn't even know what time of day it was. And you're constantly going through little group sessions of therapy all throughout the day. And I... I just learned so much, not only from the people around there, but in general, like about myself, I think I needed those five days, five, six days to myself to really, really, really re not only reevaluate myself, but just realize how like when you give, when you struggle with depression, no matter how much time has passed, it'll always be there. You just have to learn how to cope with it. And through these little group sessions, you obviously had a coach there the entire time and a therapist there. And there was so many different things that I had learned how to handle, how to handle situations in a sense, or how to handle when I start to feel like when there's triggers or when I start to feel a certain emotion. And I just, it's crazy because I, it was probably the best thing I could have ever done for myself like talk about self-care that was something that I'm definitely not ashamed of because when you go through depression and anxiety sometimes it's stronger than you are and it's okay and that is okay but sometimes you have to want to get your power back and wanting to get that power back from that demon you have to basically take the step on whatever step it is and for me that was checking myself in and I just was able to learn a lot of techniques to be able to battle my depression and I and in order to check out you have to have a family therapy session before because they want to make sure that you're going to go home to a safe environment in a sense and I remember my parents ended up going to this well they had to go through the session and I just basically told them everything I was ever holding in through all my childhood resentment everything that I feel has affected me to even put me in the situation I'm in right now in that well in that moment like for me to even get to that place in my life there was built up resentment built up sadness built up questions like there was just so much and I was able to release all that and I ended up getting released the day after the family therapy session and I can't even tell you how immensely grateful I am I've been so good ever since then and I literally I'm just grateful I went through those experiences in my life because I don't feel I would be as strong as I am now if I didn't have those falls. If I didn't have those weak moments in my life, I truly don't feel like I would be the person I am today. And obviously, it's a super personal situation to talk about. And I feel like sometimes I sit and think like, what if I wasn't strong enough to want to check myself in? What if I did let the depression win and the anxiety win? What if all these things, the what ifs always my mind but I but then right away gratitude comes because I can't even how I feel now is I it was so far-fetched back then I never thought I would feel happy I never thought I would know what it felt like to be happy or have peace in my heart or feel like that life could go on and I can't even think of what like seeing how happy I am now I don't even know what 
like, well, obviously, if I would have went through with everything, I wouldn't be here today. And I'm just so grateful that I held on to a little bit of hope. And I'm grateful, obviously, for God for answering my prayers. And I'm just so thankful that I trusted life, God, and myself that there will be light at the end of the tunnel. And for anybody going through something like this or has had or has gone through something like this, there's light at the end of the tunnel and no situation or any person, anything, any situation, any childhood trauma, any any family drama, anything, nothing is worth taking your own life. And all you all you need to do, and it sounds so much easier said than done, but I can speak on it because I've been through it. And I just feel like the moment you start to take charge of your life, you're not going to let anything else win but yourself, that's when you start to see change and just remembering that life is going to get hard at times. There's going to be times where it's just easier to give up. And that's not the, yes, it sounds like the easy way out, but I can't even think of how many people I would have affected by one simple decision I would have made. And I just think that there's so many people out there that care about you more than you know. And sometimes some people don't want to reach out to people because they don't want to feel like a burden or they don't want to feel like they don't want people either knowing their life, you know, putting their stress on somebody else. And I just feel like I'm grateful that I had the support system I had because I don't know what it would have been like to not have that. And for anybody who feels like they don't have a support system, please know that you can always reach out to me. Please note that there are hotlines out there and just be strong, be strong. That's all I can say. And I do want to close this off with just saying that I'm happy that I'm able to say my story and it feels like a huge weight lifted off my shoulder now because I'm able to put this out there knowing that it's my story, my struggle and my overcoming and nobody can take that away from me and nobody can speak on for me. And I don't want to throw this out there because I don't want any, you know, my podcast is just, I want it to be all positive vibes. But there was a comment made by my ex-boyfriend stating that without him, I wouldn't be here today. I just want to say that's so wrong to even say because um, he did not save my life. My support system saved my life and I saved my life and God saved my life. And nobody should proclaim anybody's life, but God only or whoever you believe in your upper being, whoever that is. In my case, it's God. I believe in God and I truly feel like God spared my life because I'm here for a purpose. And whether that that purpose be to share my journey and help people out, but I will never let somebody manipulate either me or other people to feel like they are able to proclaim my life. And also there was lies revolved around this whole situation that occurred, which I think is so unfair to even speak on without me speaking about it first, because it is so personal. And I would never even fathom talking about somebody else wanting, like somebody else being so low in their life and wanting to not live anymore. And I would never take pride in being a part of that, or I would never take pride in speaking on that without them being able to defend themselves. So I just want to say that this is my journey and this is something that I have struggled with for years it was never because of a person or a relationship and I have never once said or used it as ammo or a threat I 
never did it for attention. This is something that I have been dealing with for so long and I still deal with my depression and that's why it's I try to avoid it now because I can't even think of spiraling down again and feeling the way I once did at that low point in my life because I don't want to give my inner demons or my depression any kind of attention because I know that I'm stronger than that and I can overcome anything I can possibly set my mind to. So I just want to say if you're going through that, just know that I can be your support system if you want. You can always reach out to me. You can always DM me. You can always call me. You can message me. And I just want to let you guys know that I love you so very much. And I want to thank you guys for giving me this platform to be able to share my story and my journey. And if you are going through this, just know that there, I promise on everything in my life, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I just want to say that I'm so very grateful for each one of you and I wanted this podcast to be an environment where we can be truly open with each other and well for me for example I want to be super open with you guys because I know sometimes things like this are is not easy to talk about and you know it's taken me years to even open up about this and probably 95% of the people in my life don't even know this occurred and it's something that I wasn't ashamed of but I was I was I, I just I was taught better than that growing up and it's not about it's not about being being better than something. It's just about knowing my strongness and knowing myself that I know that I could have reached out to somebody. I could have, you know, did other things, but that was my way of dealing with it. And I'm grateful that I did go through that because I don't, I would not be the person I am today without everything I have gone through. And everybody's story is different. So I just want you to know that never feel like you did something wrong. Never feel like you, you know, like you're weak or anything. Honestly, I don't feel weak whatsoever. If anything, it made me so much stronger that I was able to fight something that a lot of people struggle with. And I feel like having this open platform to know that depression is real, anxiety is real, and just being able to learn coping mechanisms will make all the changes in the world. And just, you know, realigning with yourself, seeking the treatment that you personally need and talking about things and not keeping things bottled up, I truly feel will make all the difference in the world. I just want to say that I love you guys so much once again. So I just want to give a quick little shout out. Um, I lately, when I feel sad, I've, well, obviously I pray, but I also have just been keeping crystals near me at all times. And if you guys are interested in crystals, there's an Instagram, apc.minerals. That's the Instagram handle name. And um, that's where I get my crystals from. So if you want to buy crystals, my cousin actually, my cousin and her boyfriend actually started that page. So if you guys want to purchase your crystals, you guys can definitely go there. And I just want to say, keep on keeping on. Everything will get better. And once again, I love you guys so, so very much. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Until next Tuesday, bye.